Please be advised Mental Health Mondays deals with some heavy topics and subjects such as mental health, suicide, sexual assault and more. Please listen at your own discretion and please seek professional help if you are struggling. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Well, 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 we're back again after yet another break. (laughs) I'm so sorry, guys. I'm honestly, I'm just, I'm trying. (laughs) I'm trying really hard to keep up to date with posting and releasing content. But with work at the moment and both podcasts and God knows what else, I'm just behind. So for the next few months, while I've got some stuff I'm sorting out, um bear with me (laughs) there is some new stuff coming um some new segments some stuff I'm actually really excited about but I can't guarantee or promise that stuff will be released weekly or monthly or whatever the case is so I apologize I will eventually get back into a routine but for now it's day by day (laughs) and uh this episode is Quite the story. Quite the story indeed. I was originally going to do almost like a three-parter, starting with the last episode in relation to the trades that were here and that whole scenario. But I've had a particular circumstance or a particular situation happen since then that I really need to get off my chest. I've been umming and ahhing for a little bit about whether I even bring this up on the podcast, but to be fair, it it really fucked with me mentally. And I need to get this off my chest and I need to vent. So I apologize if this episode is a bit rambly. Um, as you should know by now, or if you're new to, to the show, nothing is scripted. I just vent and and discuss how I'm feeling and mental health in general and this episode is no different so with that being said um let's let's get into it I suppose if you listen to my other podcast the gruesome twosome movie reviewsome there is an episode that was released maybe three episodes ago two episodes ago where we were reviewing or I was reviewing Pocus Pocus 2 and midway through that episode I actually had a recording of a friend stating what they thought of the episode uh, the episode of what they thought of the movie and you know I said that they're a really close friend of mine and whatnot and this story actually revolves or involves that person so I've known him I think it was coming on to seven years six or seven years we actually met on Instagram um, in relation to RuPaul's Drag Race. We're both fans and became friends through that. And then we met in person and we went out. We met Adore Delano. If you don't know who that is, it's a drag queen. And we became really good friends. And, you know, we ended up moving near each other and spoke daily and, you know, just 
a really good friendship. I classed him as one of my best friends. We did so much together. We spoke about so much. We went through so much and vented to each other and, you know, we were at each other's rock, or at least I thought we were. Just before COVID, or just as COVID hit, he was also going through his own health issues. Um, I'm not going to go into specifics. Um, all I'm going to say is that he was messed around in the health system really badly. He wasn't treated fair and it took years literally years to be diagnosed with anything. Due to COVID and his illness, he wasn't able to really leave the house. He became a homebody. Um, and like a lot of us, he turned to TikTok during lockdown. You know, it was another way to talk to the people. It was another way to interact with new people and new faces and... You know, it was what it was. I, I did it myself. I used to go on live all the time. I found it a good way to escape my bubble. Because um, if you're not aware, we're based in Melbourne. We had, I think, the longest or the second longest lockdown recorded. I think it ended up being, was it like 270 days or something recorded? Something ridiculous like that. So as you can imagine, you get very stir-crazy working and living and being at home, not being able to go out. So we turned to TikTok. Um, now for me, it was just another way to vent. It was just another way to meet new people and, and not go stir crazy. It started like that for my friend and then it became much, much more. It turned into, I want to be TikTok famous. Why is no one looking at my stuff? Now I'm, you know, going from one view to 10, how do I increase 10 to 30? I want to do drag, I want to do makeup, which is totally fine, okay? I'm not saying people can't do that. But then he started to spiral. And I'm talking to the point where he would actually, he would actually get angry at his family members for not sharing his posts. He would post it to Facebook and Instagram and whatever else and share the videos or send the link to see his videos on TikTok and they weren't being shared and because they weren't being shared, he would go absolutely apeshit. He would just come down on people so hard. But then that also then turned to, well, he's on live a lot. If you're on live a lot, you know, you're being more vulnerable to the open public. Which means, unfortunately, the way social media works, not everyone's going to like you. You're going to have bullies. Now, am I saying he deserved it? Absolutely not. Especially because of the derogatory and extremely harsh things that these people were saying. That would absolutely affect anyone in the same circumstances. So he definitely did not deserve it. But the problem is, is that he never really... <sighs> What's the word? He would ask for people's advice, not listen, continue to repeat and do the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, and then get angry that he didn't get different results. And unfortunately, when it comes to TikTok, which I personally believe is the most toxic app out there, some of the people on there are just absolutely disgusting and feral, but I'm not even going to go down that road. But when you take that into account... And then you're doing the same thing 
that attracted these people to begin with. And then you start egging them on. And then you start making videos that are aimed at them and saying, you know, you can't break me and whatever else. And then they do break him. And then he starts crying on screen. And, you know, it just just becomes this vicious cycle, vicious circle. And as a friend, I stuck by him through everything. This is three years of mental abuse through TikTok. Now, between all of this, I've also, I've also given him at least three or four garbage bags full of my old clothes because he wanted to do drag. I got a few of us together and put money together in for an actual legit proper um, special effects and makeup kit. I've given him jewellery. I even went to the shops for him when he couldn't leave the house and got him, you know, fucking COVID tests and stuff when he needed them. I am never, ever, ever the kind of person to expect anything in return. And nor did I and nor do I. But the problem, (laughs) the problem is when all of this went down, which was a few, well, maybe a month or two ago now, it got to the point where he was blaming and accusing everyone and, and anyone of everything that happened on TikTok. He was getting his videos reported and, you know, he was getting very sus of people and very paranoid of people and he'd threaten and, and whatever else. And I sort of just sat back. I sort of just sat back and watched. I tried to give him advice when I could. I tried so hard. I've listened to so many stories of his that are the same thing over and over and over and over again about what was going on and social media and the way people were treating him. And I never once complained. Not once. I sat there and I listened to all of it. Even when I was at some of my lowest points, I put that aside and I sat there and listened to him and was his friend and his rock. And, you know, he's the kind of person where it would start off a conversation with, hey, how are you? You would tell him how you're doing and it would be like, oh, that's that's not too good. Oh, that's a bit bad. And then just flip it straight onto himself again. So the conversation would be like, hey, how are you? Oh, I'm not doing too well. Oh, okay, sorry to hear that. Okay, so we're TikTok and it's just like, come on, dude. We're meant to be friends here. Like, this is six, seven years of friendship. And you're talking to me like, unless I've got millions and millions of views on TikTok, then I shouldn't be your friend. And even then, if I am, then I should be helping you. And it's like, I'm trying my hardest. I'm trying my hardest. But then one night, he said something to me that I just never thought in a million years I'd hear him say. He was going down a mental spiral yet again about people reporting him and who he can and can't trust. And then I get sent a voice memo through Facebook Messenger. can't believe I'm even saying this. Like, looking back on it now, it's just so fucking petty and ridiculous. But anyway, he sent me a voice memo that said, if I find out, I swear to God, if I find out that you're the one reporting my videos and doing this to me this whole time, I will fucking kill you. I will fucking kill you. This person who I thought was one of my closest friends and had been, or thought had been for about six years, turned around and said that to me. 
has turned around and said that to someone who did nothing but support them, promote them. I created social media banners and everything. His link tree, edited photos, found photos to use as like green screens for his fucking videos. I was practically an assistant for him. And I never once complained and I always offered to do it. And I'm not complaining about that now. But for me to sit there and go through all of that with you and be the person that you go to when you're upset and and not dealing with the haters very well, to turn around out of nowhere and then say, first of all, the fact that you have any inkling that it might be me is beyond ridiculous. I'm supposed to be your friend. And then second of all, to get to the point where there was no laughter, there was no joking, there was no sarcasm. It was purely just, if I find out you're fucking behind this, I'm going to fucking kill you. And my response was literally just seriously question mark. So I didn't, I didn't know how to take it. I still don't know how to take it. And then he responds back with, yes, seriously. I know it has to be someone close to me and you've been there the whole time. So it must be you reporting them. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but like, what makes you think that I'm sitting here reporting your videos? Like what time of day do I have? To sit here and be like, you know, I'm going to fuck with him even though I'm supposed to be his friend. And I know it sounds petty and ridiculous and whatever else, but it really, really hurt. It really hurt. I'd been through so much with him and I'd helped him through so much and given and provided so much just for him to turn and be like, well, fuck you essentially. And then because I thought that we were such good friends and then he's turned around and done that, my mind started spiralling. I started thinking, am I a good friend? I started thinking, what have I done to make him believe that it's me that's done this? Have I done something wrong? Have I said something? Should I have done this? Should I have done that? Should I have said this? Should I have said that? Did I trigger him? If I triggered him, how did I trigger him? What kind of person am I if I triggered him? And I'm not going to lie, I started crying. I thought I'd lost someone extremely special to me. Six, seven years of friendship down the drain because this person thought I was reporting their TikToks. You know, and at that point I stopped and I thought to myself, hold on, if this is all it takes for a friendship to be over, then was it really a friendship to begin with? And then I started comparing and then I started remembering and then I started going down all these different pathways in my head like, well, I was here for him during this, 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 this and this time. Where was he for me during this, 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 this and this time when I was going through stuff? You you really start to evaluate who you surround yourself with as you get older. I went from, (laughs) well, if we go way back, I went from... Straight A student, little nerdy girl, you know, that had a select few circle of friends to to the awkward, no, sorry, for, I went to two high schools. The first high school I was, let's say semi-popular, but in my own sort of group as opposed to school-wide, if that makes sense. The second high school I was a new kid and I had nothing but made fun of. But throughout the years, I definitely thought that I'd made a lot of close friends. And as I got older, I realized 
I realised I was more of a convenience to a lot of people. I was there. I was available. I never said no. You know, throughout my life I've let a lot of people walk all over me and as time went by after this happened, I started to think, well, maybe it was the same with him. Maybe I thought I'd had this six, seven-year friendship and we were really close and I, I saw... I saw what I wanted to see and I felt how I wanted to feel, but it wasn't reality. And after this had happened and I'd spoken to a few other people about it, they said the same thing. They said, you guys weren't friends. He was using you. He never respected you. And then that brought me to a time when I had planned his birthday or a part of his birthday. I think, was it 30? I think it was his 30th birthday. I don't quite remember the number. And we had gone out to, if you're familiar with Melbourne, the main spot or the most popular spot is Crown Casino. And we'd gone out there with a whole bunch of people and, you know, we we're really enjoying ourselves until he had invited a person that I'm not a fan of. And as I thought, they completely ruined it and they brought someone along that wasn't really a friend of anyone. And I don't know what exactly happened or what started it, but then... There was some words said and arguments happened and, you know, it got out of control to the point where no one wanted to be there. And I had one of my friends with me as well, um, who he always wanted to meet because I'd always spoken to each other about each other. And she goes, well, you know, let's take him. So we did. We took him. We went away from everyone. We took him out, you know drove him to a club we went into the club it was a gay club because he's gay we went into a gay club you know took him to his environment we sort of just you know danced the night away while he went and did his own thing he ended up completely ditching us for most of the night (laughs) macking on with god knows who and multiple areas of the place and then we finally went and (laughs) We hopped in the car and he spent the whole time complaining. Uh, The whole time. And he was complaining about where we went and where we took him and what we did. And my friend just turned around and was like, what the fuck are you talking about? We've just taken you to this place and we've just done all this for you on your birthday, which we didn't have to do. And all you're doing is complaining. And he'd brought it up since then too to me multiple times. He's like, I don't like your friend because of this night and I just don't think we mesh well and I think she's kind of rude. And I was just like, hold on, we did all this for you and you're calling her rude. And then the more I thought about it, the more circumstances I came across where I was like, he was never appreciative of me, not once. And then when you brought that up to him, it turns into... Well, this is why I never like accepting things from people because you're just going to throw it back in my face and that's gaslighting because then you're gaslighting me to believe that I've done something wrong when I haven't and you're throwing it all in my face and now I owe you and I'm like, hold on, that's not what I'm getting at at all. (laughs) Like, that's not it. Getting back to the main story, um, once I sat from a distance and looked back over everything, I came to realise that maybe it was a blessing in disguise. And it still hurts me now to say that because I did, I really did consider him as a friend. But once you get to the point where you are 
so angry that you say, if I find out this is you, I'm going to fucking kill you. I don't care what tone it's in. I don't care if you're so-called sarcastic. That's not on. And I told him that at the time. I said, I am really hurt by this. I said, I don't think I really want to talk to you right now. I feel really hurt. I will talk to you tomorrow. And then he turns around and goes, you're hurt by this. I'm hurt by this. You know, I'm hurt by this situation. And I said, how are you hurt? I know you're hurt because of the reporting of the videos, which I understand. But why are you hurt at the fact that you told me that you're going to kill me if I was reporting you? And yet again, it's just him flipping it back on himself. I found out not long after we had split ways or parted ways that he went straight back onto TikTok Live and was acting like nothing had ever happened. And I think that's what hurt me the most is because for me, even now knowing that I was clearly used and clearly taken advantage of, I'm still hurt by the situation that I lost him as a friend, even though I know he really wasn't one because he was such a large chunk of my life, like six years, that's nothing to cough at. Where for him, he's managed to just move on with his life as if I was just, I don't know, a speck of dirt on his shoulder that he was able to flick off. It's amazing how those closest to us, or those we think are closest to us, are the ones that tend to hurt us the most. And then people wonder why you've always got a wall up, you've always guarded, your arm's in the way. And for me, this is it. I've lost a lot of friends due to some really stupid circumstances. And every time it's because I've let my guard down. Between shit with my mum, between shit from my past, between shit with ex-boyfriends, between shit with friends, something always goes wrong. And because it feels like this constant cycle, I am consistently breaking myself down for it. It really affects my mental health. I start picking about who I am as a person. Why do people not want to be with me? Why do people not like me? Why do people want to use me? And that's not healthy. It's really not healthy. Because once you start picking at threads, that's when you start to unravel. And as you're unraveling, that's when you really get down on yourself. Some of my deep, deep depressions throughout my life have been because I've sat there and overanalyzed myself. And that's not fair. That's not right. You know, there's two sides to every story and you need to remember that, yeah, okay, you you may be wrong sometimes, it's fair, but human. But just because you've been cheated on multiple times or just because you've lost multiple friends throughout the years doesn't mean that you're a horrible person. Doesn't mean that you deserve certain situations and circumstances. People are shitty. And it's just unfortunate that that's the world we live in. But us as a society need to learn to grow and accept each other. But until that happens, we're just stuck with this bullshit. (laughs) Well, before I get too far into it and then I start unravelling yet again and picking apart myself, I'm going to end the episode here. I thank you all for listening and I hope you all understand that I truly am from the bottom of my heart so 
sorry that I'm not getting out content on a weekly or consistent basis. As I said, there's a lot going on at the moment. And then also with Christmas time coming up, there's just, it's just a mess. So I'm getting out content when I can, as much as I can. Um, there will be a schedule soon um, in the new year. I will get back on track. But for now, it just is what it is. Um, please keep an eye and follow all the socials because I definitely have some new stuff coming up to do with the podcast that's really exciting. Um, and I really can't wait to show you guys and, and get it underway. There's just a few things I've got to get first. But until then, I hope you have a fantastic, wonderful day. And I will see or you'll hear from me next time. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Mental Health Mondays. If you or anyone you know has a story to tell, whether that is mental health related or even just an anecdote for my other episode in the week, Sweet and Sour Nuggies, please get in touch with us via email or via our social links. You can find us on both Twitter and Instagram at ssnuggiespod, that is S-S-N-U-G-G-I-E-Z pod, or you can email us at nuggiespod at gmail.com. Once again, this has been your host, Ebony, and thank you for listening.